Hello and welcome to Really Good The Peers. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Daniel Brown and he's here to talk about the coming-of-age horror drama, Raw. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Mr. Daniel Brown, you're back again. Hello, how are we? I'm very well. Thank you for having me again. It's very nice to be back. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this. This was a. Uh, this was a. Uh, this was a very interesting choice, Daniel. This was a. Uh, look, you went from Drive, which is was a great movie, and we were able to chat about that for. I think it was about an hour and twenty minutes. It's one of the longest podcasts that were have been done on the uh, have been done to that point. And I was like, "Geez, Dan," and like even the way you were talking about it, it's like, "Geez, Daniel knows his stuff." I wonder what he'll pick next. And then you picked this movie, and and I don't know how to feel about you anymore. Uh, I think that's a that's a uh, dignified and justified reaction, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> it's a weird one, um, one that probably deserves a disclaimer to any viewers, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, just um, like look, if you're a particularly, I don't know, like uh, gruesome is probably the wrong word, but if you, if if you're a bit squeamish, uh, it is a bit of a disturbing movie. Um, like I, I, I was trying to, I was trying to think of a way to just be able to sum up how, to, to what extent this movie is like. Uh, and I, I was doing my usual, uh, you know, search to the IMDb trivia section, and I found some things like, uh, due to the graphic nature of this film, ushers at the New Art Theater in Los Angeles were handing out handing moviegoers custom-made vomit bags. Um, there was another one here that several attendants uh, at the Gutenberg Film Festival in the audience fainted and vomited. Over 30 people left the cinema prematurely and they had to take a break in the middle of the movie due to all the turmoil. Um, yeah, just, it's a, it's, yeah, I think I've done a good point of just, there is a disclaimer. This is a bit of a disturbing movie. You've been warned. I think that's a bit of, a, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I think it's the same stories you hear about when like <laughs> The Exorcist came out and stuff like that. Um... But Maybe, yeah. It's sort of warranted at the same time. Um, yeah, like it, like it is a, like it is just just like it's more just some of the concepts can be quite, you know, especially because you have to remember, like this is done in podcast form, and realistically, I imagine not a lot of people have seen this, so we're going to be describing it, and I imagine people's imagination will go places with it that the movie tried to, you know, carefully, you know, tread that line. And it's just two lads uh, on the internet just kind of giving brief synopsis of it that it's just going to, some of it, some of the maybe nuance of it might get misconstrued. Yeah, definitely. It's not, that's one thing I really don't want people to think is that that it, this film is a gore fest and, and any of the no. other violence is unwarranted or um, anything like that. It's very relatable, this film. It's a very, I think at times, kind of touching and, and quite... Um, funny film as well as in I think it has a very dark sense of humour that kind of shines through it all as well um, and darkly enough um, you can empathise with the, the main character um, <laughs> pr- providing her, her um, circumstances but um, yeah I think maybe we should just maybe talk about what, what the film is actually about before maybe building it up as, uh, too much yeah well, well we could get to that or what I usually ask people is why did they pick the movie um, but I feel like there's another question I need to ask is like, how did you even hear about this fucking movie? Like that's, I don't know if you want to talk about the plot first or talk about that. Like it's up to you, but like, I was just watching this, like where the fuck did he hear about this? I hadn't heard of it really on like upon release, um, or when it was being made or anything like that. And when it was in production, um, rather in 2016, IFI, the Film Institute in Dublin, they run a yearly thing called the, the Harathon where they kind of show, horror movies from around the world and um, both kind of mainstream but also m- m- more independent horror films also yeah. and the front cover was raw it was okay. it was the picture that is kind of synonymous with the with the film now it's that yellow cover with the red lettering and her yeah. like nose bleeding i saw that and i was like what is that about and then like you read the when you read the description of the film as in like a, a veterinary student heading to college for first year of college and um, grows these like cravings for <laughs> human flesh, I suppose. Um, you think, oh wow, that's yeah. gonna be so dark and disturbing. But when I think upon watching the film, yes, that's in the film, but that's not like <laughs> the 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 guts of it. If if pardon the pun, but um, 
Yeah, I heard it from that. Um, eventually, finally got around to watching it. I actually didn't get to see it when it was in the Harathon, but oh, I yeah. always had kept it in my mind. And then a film critic, which I normally very much <laughs> uh, don't dis- don't agree with, uh, Mark Commode, um, he put this as his number one film of the year. Oh. And that immediately was like, really? That? Really? That's yeah. crazy. That film? Um, and in my opinion, upon watching it, he's right. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. But yeah, I watched, I, I remember just watching it alone for the first time. And it, like, it's not that long of a film, so no. um, it was easy to digest, but... Um, Again, all of it. these puns, and... Daniel, using the word digest and everything. Jesus. Like, <laughs> I think they're just like slips. I don't think, I don't think they're actually <laughs> coming... They're not, yeah, they're not premeditated, um, but, um, yeah, it's a film that I couldn't get out of my head, really, when I first saw it, um, from both the performances, the plot, and the soundtrack and score, really, as well, um, but, yeah, it is, I, I would admit that it's a, a quite an obscure choice, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's an independent, small, $3 million budget, French-Belgian co-production. <laughs> um, that didn't get any really that many of award buzz, but it, it, it is slowly becoming a cult you're, film. You're, you're, you're common day blockbuster. Yeah, it's not one of those. Yeah, you're not, you're, you're not going to go to be a cineplex to see this. Um, no. You're going to have to see this on like a bed sheet strewn across the field when, <laughs> when you're beside multiple people in cars. Like, it's the type of film that this will be in the future. But um, I think it, it definitely warrants discussion for sure yeah yeah and that and like it's great so why i'd been like it's it's weird so the usual question is like why'd you pick it like what are your feelings towards it um and usually i I never really know why someone picked it um like picked their movie or whatever like usually like i can understand it's a good movie but because i I knew nothing about this i literally didn't know how you were going to answer this when i watched it i was like oh god i know exactly why you picked this because it is a movie you just want to get right into you want to dig into it you want to you want to have it for a starter main and dessert i'm going to try and fit as many food puns into this as much as possible just want to tuck into it really (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but so so yeah so i guess uh look let, we'll get into it soon enough, but maybe, yeah, you were right. Maybe we should just kind of give some people who've kind of stuck with us um, what's, what the movie kind of is about. Like, I know you briefly mentioned it, but like, what what what's this movie about? Yeah, so if you're on the fence and don't know where you want to talk, listen to the spoilers of this film, um, it's about Justine, who is a 16-year-old uh, student who's entering her first year of veterinary school, a veterinary school which her sister and parents both attended, and her mm-hmm. sister is currently attending. Yeah. Um and upon arrival, um she is exposed to a very disturbing hazing program that happens in a lot of colleges. Not particularly Irish colleges, but you know, the ones in the films in like America, like yeah. the <laughs> like a hazing program that lasts about a week. Um that range from having blood poured on them to like raves and parties and having to address like their elders. Um, as like a sign of respect, but during one of these um hazing rituals, she has to eat rabbit kidney, and um, but she herself is a vegetarian. Um, the film opens really with um her finding a piece of sausage in her mashed potato and her mom going mental and not eating it because she could be allergic to it. So we know mm. from then on she's a like a lifelong vegetarian, and so she kind of yeah. refuses it. But her sister. Um, says that she had to do it so just do it and suck it up and then after maybe consuming this kidney she starts to feel a bit different feel a little weird and eventually starts to develop cravings for something more sinister is what I would say um, that's that's the, 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 the briefest and less spoilish, spoilerish stuff I can say yeah. um, if you're on the fence I want to give this little tiny French indie horror film uh, a go I would absolutely recommend it. I wouldn't look at anything else I wouldn't look up anything I wouldn't, look the tra- I wouldn't watch the trailer that's the worst thing you could do I think the trailer kind of gives away too much um, it's well worth it especially when it's only an hour and a half when people are yeah. more inclined to watch three one hour episodes I don't see why they wouldn't just give this uh, hour 40 minute um, film a go um, yes it is in French <laughs> but um, yeah. as the fucking master uh, Bong Joon-ho said at the Oscars if you can get past the one inch uh line of subtitles yeah you can you'll be subjected to so much more brilliant cinema so yeah um i can't recommend it enough but 
I think it's a film that warrants getting into the spoilers as soon as possible. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I guess, I guess you've kind of said what you liked, it, and I think where we can kind of start off because I was being quite coy with you before we began recording about what my thoughts were on it. Um, and I guess, like, I, I did like it. I just where, 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 when I said I had mixed views, uh, mixed like feelings on it before the podcast. What I kind of meant was I did like it. I just didn't have a good time watching it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of how I sum up the movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not for the faint of heart, really. But it's 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 definitely more of a contextualized no. thing. It's not. Um, it's not your saw. It's not your hostel. Like it's nothing like that. It's not gore for the sake of gore and violence for the sake of violence. It it's the context of which the violence arises that make it much. Um, more visceral and much much more hard to watch and more more intense. It's 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 it's, yeah. It's 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 an uncomfortable hour and a half, <laughs> but um, yeah. For actually, I, upon what a second watch, I didn't realize how tame the first forty minutes are. It's really not until the first forty minutes happens that it kind of takes off. Um, uh, like it doesn't it, yeah it's a bit weird like yeah so I I, I kind of took your advice I didn't look up any trailers I didn't read into it I actually didn't even know it was something to do with what it okay yeah if you're still listening spoilers um, it's uh, like to do with her eventually becoming a cannibal I didn't like I didn't know that I just knew I knew something about maybe I did I don't know I just kind of just forgot and just went into it I cleared my head beforehand and I remember just watching it being like I have no idea what's going on and it's a fairly unnerving it's not unnerving. It's just I think you're kind of like you're you're di- you're uncomfortable because the character's so uncomfortable mm-hmm. because like you said that hazing process going on. She's being pushed, shoved, doing uncomfortable things. You can't settle into the movie. I find because everything else is changing around her and nothing is. You can't hold on to anything. Do you know what I mean? Like you even think that oh maybe she'll just do go to classes and that's how she'll you know settle herself. But that doesn't happen either. And it just keeps building to more and more uncomfortable situations and scenarios that you you're kind of on edge for the full hour and forty. Um, but I will agree there is a there is a turning point. There's kind of two turning points in it for me where I where, where my notes <laughs> go <laughs> where where they go from like just kind of question marks and just observations to like full caps <laughs> like like i think for me the two seeds are like where i'm like oh this is this is a word for a right here now was the, the first scene where she's um eating the uh the raw chicken yeah <laughs> raw oh i get it now <laughs> uh the raw chicken from the from the fridge uh that that was like oh this is fucked like i was like oh no this is fucked now because i know she was having a hamburger but that was cooked at least so i saw the raw chicken I was like that's fucked <laughs> and then the infamous brazilian wax scene that's why i was like nope no, that is hands down the best scene of the film by far, and I think the reason for that being such a good moment and such a good turning point is because it has to be like that's like really the biggest step in the film. But the film takes its time to get to that point. Yes, and like even Absolutely, from the first, yeah. like the first cold open bit, which um, happens really before we see Justine. Even we see we even introduced to Justine going to veterinary school. We see a road on its own with a person jumping in front of it and then crashing, and then the, the the figure going over to the car, looking in, and then we cut to Justine going to college. And you're like, okay, what was that? Um, so there's already like a breadcrumb there when she's eating the f- meat, like the meat and yeah. the mashed potatoes. You're kind of like, okay, she can't eat meat. Why is that? Her father looks a bit stern and cold but has like this lip thing her mother is very cold as well um which we later know why um and then eventually like from the parties of her trying to mix in and and trying to f- make friends and um, to be uncomfortable with the the male roommate who i think is one of the best characters in the film adrian um apparently hmm. julia de corno who wrote and directed the film um, said that it was the easiest character to write because it was our eyes into the movie because we're yes we are watching Justine develop into a cannibal but we're kind of with Adrian where she's done kind of bad stuff to him and, and, and they've had a weird relationship but he still sticks by her and still like empathizes with her and I think for, upon researching yeah. the film it was kind of Julia de Corno's main goal was to make a cannibal film where the cannibal isn't the they in the movie. It's the I, it's the, it's the subject. Because in most cannibal films, yeah. like Hills of Eyes, 
Cannibal Holocaust, Hannibal, like Hannibal, like the, the, the signs of the lambs, like the, like the cannibal is always the evil person on the other side of the table who we don't know. They're like, they, we don't know their thought process. We don't know anything about them. Where this, we're, we've kind of seen it from start to finish. No, I mean, not finish, but definitely start. Um, <laughs> um, but I just love how it could easily have just been a gore fest. It could, it could have just easily been this brutal movie, yeah. but it really is quite a tame opening 40 minutes until that said scene where she's getting waxed um, by her sister. Um, Which is weird. That's a weird thing. That's a there's so many there's so many there's so many weird things in this movie that I'm just like this is just strange like I just I don't know about you but like I, when I saw that like big I because I don't know I saw the big like hazing ritual and then the big fucking what you call it rave and then all this sort of stuff and the blood getting dumped I was like not for me <laughs> I'm like no I'm done with this I'm just like no I'm going home this yeah, I don't want to be nah, a vet this bad this. yeah. No, like, do you know what I mean? I'm a vet of all fucking things. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm like, do you know what I mean? If you told me this was Bess or Commerce International, I'd understand maybe, but like veterinarian school, I was like, nah, surely not. Yeah, it's like you have like another, was it six or seven years of school left after that as well? Like, isn't veterinary school like almost yeah. a decade of your life to become an actual vet? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but they always, they do actually say in the shit. film, they say the film is, um, the first year is the worst or something. The first year is the hardest, I think is what's said in the film. Yeah. But yeah, to go, to go back to the, to the waxing scene, I don't know, like, I think, just, I suppose, to, when we're talking about the sister dynamic and stuff like that, it's really interesting. And I'd say it's quite, uh, it is a movie that kind of deserves a rewatch as well because of, you know, obviously twists and turns and stuff like that. And even the opening scene, which I'd kind of forgotten about completely. Mm. And, and I think that's always a sign of a good movie where, you know, they can show you something that just looks so bizarre at the beginning and you kind of just forget about it. It's kind of like the prestige as well. Like you just don't put it together until it happens. Um, and I just really, enjoy, I, I, I think just maybe going back and watching it and kind of seeing how the sister, because I didn't pick up on the sister also being a cannibal at all like obviously the first hint we get at that is the is that like that uh, like a ointment or whatever the hell is in her cabinet so you're yeah. like oh so she went through the same thing as the uh, uh, as justine but you don't get any elements to that whatsoever like until like i suppose shit happens but like because even ah oh, i don't know like i have so much stuff to talk about but even <laughs> in, the, in that brazilian wax scene and how that ends and how you see the sister react you think it's about a certain thing, but then you realize it's to do with another thing, and you're just like, "Oh, that's great! I really enjoyed it." Um, so, like, uh, just from even telling it so masterfully, the story and that relationship dynamic, both with Justine, your sister, but also Justine and Adrian, I just think um, this director who I'd never heard of, I think, was just like, "Oh, I need to check out more of his stuff." Yeah, and that's kind of like what's um, almost disappointing afterwards when you get it out of the film is that. She doesn't have that big of a body of work yet, um, but she has mm. a new film coming out called Titan, which is a, which is in post production. So we will be getting more from Julia Ducourneau eventually. But um, yeah, I think the film is really it's for a debut feature film. In terms of its structure and pace, and like, it's just smart storytelling. Um, it yeah. I think it this may be a leap. But it rivals like a debut of like a Reservoir Dogs, like that. That's the type of level that I see it as. Is in like for a debut feature film, it's it's unbelievable, and I can't see where she's gonna go from here. And um, but as you're saying with the with the with the little breadcrumbs, like seeing the ointment, um, little touches like that just make this film just much more interesting on a second watch like you were saying. Because obviously the first time I watched it, I was just more like, what the fuck is going on the entire time, um, and loving it. But the second time I was like, okay, I know what happens. I know the twist at the end, the very last twist. I know, I know the sister is the antagonist of the film. How does that look on a second viewing? And it completely holds up. It's not like these twists are kind of jumped out at you for no reason. They are completely justified. Um. Well, okay, yeah. Well, this is my big thing. This is the big, the biggest kind of question I had after, and I guess we can kind of, you know, talk about this a bit, which was, um, so the sister's a cannibal as well, and you kind of understand that, you know, the whole the mother is the same as well. So it's like a genetic thing, mm. um, and that's why I didn't under. Now maybe you can tell me because I, 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 I'm again I only watched it for the first time just last night, so uh, I obviously haven't slept because I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, but I was just thinking, well, I went vegetarian today. I thought it was the most sensible option, uh, but I, what I'm trying to the long winded way I'm trying to say this is how why did the sister make 
Justine eat the the rabbit kidney if she knew that it was going to make her into a cannibal as well? From what I got from that is that the film is very much this film of sibling rivalry. Um, and so it kind of sets these two people um, against one another at times. And okay. they kind of give you that where Justine is correcting her work already. As in like she's already, she's only been here a year and she's already correcting a second year's work. Um, yeah. And I, I almost think it's a thing of spite. And like even when the dad is talking, like the dad at the end of the film is talking how Alexa, ha, Alexa, I think they, it, her name is Alexia, but they only say Alex in the film. But um, yeah, they. He, <laughs> That's why I've been referring to her as the sister this whole time. <laughs> it is Alexia, but um, he's like, oh, she's had she, when she was younger, she had everything. Like she was spoiled. She had like the best of times and stuff like that. And so maybe when yeah. Justine was born, that was taken away. But then it's only a year and a difference, mm-hmm. so maybe not. Um, I think it's almost testing the waters if she's going to be a cannibal as as i will say hold on i know you're the youngest child but i'm a middle child i got i got i never got time in the spotlight daniel i have an older <laughs> sister and a younger brother i got yeah. no i can understand why it is yeah maybe i'd spite my brother and turn him into a cannibal yes i actually do understand this movie now <laughs> i mean from a from a spoiled last uh like youngest child i completely understand like i, I, uh, I emphasize with justine a lot yeah um, you don't you don't know the pain <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't help what, and that that might be a piece of the film, as in you can't help how you're poor, really. Either that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of sets up that scene in particular, the waxing scene that we keep talking about. We should really explain what happens in that scene. And the Alex was like, "Okay, I'm gonna wax you, and because you're gonna get some when you're in college." Also, also imagine that the film is quite sexual, but not in a sexual way where it's objectifying or it's gratuitous it's kind of just it it's it's it is very tastefully done and i think is executed perfectly and um, yeah and i just want to jo- i just want to jump in as well because i i, I realized i meant to mention it earlier when you said that you know it's not gruesome for being the sake of gruesome neither this being sexual for the sake of being sexual but if you had told me that it was a if you told me like it, you the worst way you could pitch this movie was it's a raunchy coming of age teen teen drama where one of the kids is a, is a cannibal and you could imagine like any hollywood movie would just trash that idea and it yeah. would just and, oh there's a bit of comedy in it you would imagine like it seems like such a easily compromisable like it's it, it could, a concept that could be so easily compromised but like the way this movie does it it's so tastefully done there's another food pun for you i know you mentioned it but <laughs> tastefully done uh, you know what i mean i just think i i completely agree yeah yeah, yeah, you're you're right because like the from the waxing scene of it's just a finger being cut off. That's gruesome enough, but in the realm of reality, like that can happen to people when they're cut chopping food. Like that, that, that Kinda... easily can happen. Maybe not when you're trying to cut wax off your younger sister's yeah. pubis, but no, I wouldn't say that. But I'd say <laughs> if she's kicking at you and you're chopping with scissors, it could happen. And um, yeah, that's fair. But that's fair. even throughout the rest of the film, like. The later on when we find uh, Adrian killed, it's really like Fuck, it, yeah. it's only a little bit of a it's only like a little bit of a thigh that's ripped up, like to tear it off like that could easily be like oh she ate the entire lower half of him and you just see bones yeah. like it doesn't it's it's like no how would Justine not wake up if she's eating half a guy it's just like no it's just his leg she just had a little nibble in the nighttime that's all it is um, um, and. <laughs> With the, like the car accidents, they could be brutal, but they're not. They're just like yeah. wounds, like from surface wounds from like blunt force trauma. There's nothing. The I think weirdly enough, the most gruesome bit is when we said that she got cream for an allergy when she first ate the kidney. She had like these horrible scratches, and which is one of the most uncomfortable yeah. scenes of the film. It's when she's under the sheets scratching herself, and you're just like stop yeah. scratching yourself, and the noise is so great. When the doctor is like peeling the, the like skin off. To me, that's the scene that makes me wince the most because I'm just like, oh, it's like, because it's so real. Like, it's just like, um, it's just like a sunburn type thing. And out of all the violence of the film, that's the one that makes me squirm the most. And for a film about a cannibal, that's kind of weird to say, but the skin peeling scene maybe be, is the is the hardest part and that's actually the most early on bit so if you can get past that you're clean sailing for the rest of the film um, now hold on no 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I think we haven't like I, I guess like again we're just going to take that people have seen it but like I, I hope we're giving enough context to people with how the kind of things are playing out um, but back to that to the Brazilian wax scene but like you say it's the best it's the best scene in the movie because you know um, 
Alexia, the sister, is prepping her to go to this prom thing. And like you say, waxing instant goes wrong. She kicks her, cuts her finger off. The sister look, looks at her finger and faints. Uh, so, so that's a normal reaction. We assume that's going okay. Hmm. Uh, what's you call it Justine rings the police and it's like hey, or the ambulance being like hey can you come Like, she finds out it's 15 minutes they tell her to put the finger on ice and you know where this is fucking going you just <laughs> know it's going this direction but you just can't you can't like you just don't want it to go this way and it's so and it's great because it's an hour and 47 minute movie uh, or 37 I can't remember it's about an hour and 40 hmm. minutes like you said but my God, does it do pacing fantastic where they, all the scenes go on just a bit longer than they need. Like they, they, this scene goes on. I know I shouted on about this in the drive podcast as well. But this scene, I literally, I <laughs> have this note. <laughs> of an hour and 40 minute film. Yeah, that's very true actually, yeah. So I like my notes for this scene is Brazilian, uh, <laughs> Brazilian wax. Why is the sister doing this? Chopped finger, eating the finger. And then I have going, it goes on too long because it's literally just like teasing you with the concept of that. She's going to eat the finger. And then she does eat her sister's finger. And for me, that was the moment where I was like, no, no, I can't. Now, thankfully that was the point where I got past that scene and it was, it was fine from there. But for me, that was the most difficult scene. Yeah. It's, I think it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I find it almost humorous. And I, I, I feel like it's a very serious moment. It's very like, she's yeah. committing this act and like but it's what she deems right i suppose and like the sister's unconscious to the point of the film like you don't really like the sister at that point so you don't really care if her finger got cut off but um yeah. she like picks it up looks for ice and then what's brilliant um is the score in the scene by jim williams that yes because yes, it's true. just this like we've been used to this quite like twangy acoustic guitar which is kind of synonymous with french cinema really is it, like, modern yeah. french films it's kind of has this like kind of bouncy guitar and it's kind of bouncing around she's kind of looking at the finger trying to find ice looking at the dog who's like maybe eating it it's like oh get away from the dog and then you kind of see yeah. her have like the blood starts pouring down onto her hand and yes. as soon as she fucking licks her hand and licks the finger the, the music goes fucking buck wild into this yeah. carnival medieval baroque <laughs> techno sound. It's really strange. And you see in her face, she's like, that's why I was eating raw meat, why I was eating meat in the first place. Like, I wanted that taste. And you know yeah. then that she's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's that's what she's been craving this entire time. And yeah, as you're right, the scene, I think it's like a minute of her just like nibbling on it and the sound design of like... Oh. It's bad. like that's a, that's one of the biggest credits of this film as well is the sound design. There's like so many little details, yeah. um, and and sounds that make you uncomfortable. Um, of her just eating the finger, and then this, as you say, the sister wakes up and reacts, and like kind of like oh shit, but it's not like a disgusted oh shit. Yeah. It's more like an oh fuck, you're exactly like me. But we don't know that at that point. We find out literally. Yeah, because she because. But... What was great was because she, 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 she like sits up. Also, another thing I just wanted to point about the movie is like for someone that eats dead human, uh, for not dead human, but for someone who eats humans from car crashes she creates, seeing the side of her finger chopped off, she she kind Thanks. of like, you yeah. know. That is yeah, a bit weird. Yeah, pity. Yeah, isn't it? But like, I suppose like there is a level of misdirect. But like when when the damage is done to you, I imagine there's a bit of... Also, she's a veterinarian. She needs her fucking fingers. So like that's all going through <laughs> her head as well. That's how I was kind of... Do you know what I mean? That's a... Actually, I need to talk... I want to talk about the animals as well at some point in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, because she looks up and she just has one tear. Like she, she's teary-eyed. And the scene, the shot is great because she's... It's the same shot. I think maybe it changes a couple of times, but there's like a one shot where it's pretty much like you can see the sister faint in the background and she's eating the finger and it's like across, like it's the side of her head that you're looking at. And then all of a sudden you see the sister kind of get up like out of, sh- out of focus yeah. and you can kind of see, oh no, oh no, she's getting she's, up, don't look she's this way. See, yeah. And then she looks and she sees and there's the tear going down her eye and you assume that she's just crying because she's like, oh my God, my sister's eating my finger. But yeah, it's and then later on you figure out, that, oh my God, no, she's crying because she realizes that the sister is like her. And to me, I was just like, later on, I just never think of back in that. I was like, oh shit, this is great. Yeah, it's it really just boosts the film into the last hour. And like, I think at that point, yeah. if you're, I feel I really do think if you don't like that scene and you're not gripped at that point, Maybe the rest of the film won't be for you, but um, I think that scene is so brilliant, and I think it just hooks you in for the rest of the movie and sets it sets yeah. it up really. Um, after that scene, then that kind of follows up back to the beginning, yeah. really, because we we actually just before that, there's a great scene in the in the in the hospital where she's waiting with her parents, 
for Alex to come back out. And Justine looks over to see a man, like it's an older man with like a like a cap on on the bench. And Justine gives this like very like innocent, like smirking smile to him. And he like yeah. giggles and like unhooks his dentures and smiles really weirdly at her and freaks her out. And it's just little bits like that, especially with like when she was getting sick in the toilet from the hairball, which we didn't mention, which is another thing. But oh yeah. my god, yeah, <laughs> that that's that's another scene, Daniel. And like I know your trend here now. Another scene that goes on way longer than yeah, it should. I thought it was gonna be. I, second time I was watching it, I thought I was gonna. I thought it was shorter, but yeah, that that hairball scene goes on for way longer. But then at the very end, then when she's getting ready at the sink, the other student come over and go like, "Oh, just sticking your fingers down the throat is way easier." Yeah, <laughs> and like it's, and then she stands there like smirking to herself, like happy she gave that piece of advice. And it's just this type of comedy that immediately cuts into disturbing moments that give the audience just a little bit of relief and needed relief because you just had the hairball scene, you just had a yeah, horrible finger you scene. You kind of just need something to bridge, and um, between, especially going into the last hour because it's only going to get darker and only going to get more disturbing. Um, because we we then go back to the start of the movie with. Alex showing Justine how she will need to hunt if she wants to eat meat or eat uh, human meat then. And then we find out that Alex is the the person who's jumping in front of the cars at the beginning of the film. Do you think that's an effective way to hunt humans? It seems very risky if you ask me. I mean, you could easily just get your head run over and die. I think visually and viscerally, it's a great thing to have in a film. (laughs) But if it's the easiest way to kill someone, I would say no and well see and what i i liked about it was and this was my understanding was i don't know i don't know like we don't see much remorse from alexia too much in it like obviously when there's the bit at the end like Mm. the last person she kills adrian she obviously feels uh she's just in a catatonic state of just she can't i don't know if she just can't believe what she did and like i think that's the first time she ate someone that she was like close to because her and adrian were friends so mm. like i think that's why it upsets her the most but like i don't know i think maybe that one, one of the ways i was kind of imagining it would be like maybe alexia just thinks if i get hit by the car that's it i'm done i'm kind of free from all this but if it's not like just, like maybe it's like it's like a it's like a sacrificial way yeah. of being able to get it because it's one of two ways either they die and she gets to eat or Dear she time. dies yeah. and then she didn't. She doesn't have to eat anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a grim way to look at it, but I don't know. I didn't really get that much from her character, other than kind of me just making that up. Yeah, I don't know. I that's actually interesting. I never actually thought of it. I thought I just thought I thought I just think she's batshit really as a character, and so like that that was her like easier way. And like it's just she doesn't even like eat that much. Like as in like we she like. Like, <laughs> what is the what is the what is the correct amount of yeah the like, it looks like she doesn't, of human, she doesn't like seem to eat her fill of what she what she wants as in like she has to make sure yeah. that she eats enough by the time with the police or the ambulance arrives which is actually again set up again when when justine and, and adrian are going out to get like meat for the first time as well like the bus going by the car we know that we, now we know it's alex that did that again and yeah. um, so it is a reoccurring thing that she does I've, weirdly they haven't set anything up on the roads to maybe uh stop crashes that was, that was uh, my thing. like we we know there's at least three car crashes on that road at least, like yeah, surely someone should put up a sign they should put up like a barrier or something like that i don't know like traffic lights something i just feel like you know, it's it, it was, yeah, that was my one thing about it. But, like, maybe she is different. My thing, another thing I kind of was telling myself, maybe it's different roads. Maybe it all just looks the same and there's different, you know, stretches of... I yeah. That's how I was kind of telling yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, from a production point of view, I could understand why they would use the same road. The yeah. Same road. <laughs> yeah. But, like, from a, I don't know, from a, a cannibal side of a uh, point of view, maybe you would do different spots. But that's really where we see their main conflict at that point then. Because Justine refuses to eat the person the people that crashed the car and, and potentially yeah. died because of alex's actions where alex is like you need to do this you're gonna want to do this and she's like already talking into the guy's head where just seems tries to pull her away from it and like no i'm not doing that and storms off pretty much and and, and i kind of wants to get away from any of that like is a, she just seems like she's only i only ate the finger because i wanted to try it that's really all yeah but then eventually the more and more she goes without eating again the like the more she craves it and the more insatiable her hunger for it becomes which then kind of plays into something that i we haven't really spoken too much about but then um 
is that she then kind of romanticizes or kind of fetishizes Eaton Adrian, which is a yeah. very interesting choice considering he's a he's a gay character. He's a he's, he's a gay roommate, and that's why she, that's why they bunk together because he was yeah. it's fine because um. That's why he's. That's like she, the first line like, he says. He's like, it "Doesn't matter if I'm, I'm male, I'm gay. Anyway, you don't have to worry about that." Like that's yeah. his like first thing. Yeah. So she, what is really interesting and the really interesting way that DeCorno kind of plays with that is we're kind of used to the horror film stalker of a man hunting a woman and, and looking at her, but that's a sexual sense. It's 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 a sexual look. And yeah. whereas that's yeah, very true. Even the shots of Adrian, he's topless playing football, and he's quite a lean, like muscular fellow. But we know he has no romantic affiliations with Justine. And Justine knows that he's gay and knows that probably won't happen. But is not looking at him sexually. Is literally looking at him. Because, oh, he looks good to eat. <laughs> like, he looks nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and even when, when that more insatiable hunger keeps coming, um, her body language and her personality changes more as well. Um, from this kind of like lanky, uh, thin, like feeble character to begin with, where she had her shoulders hunched over and her head would always be down, and she'd always be like looking to the ground. Even the scene where she's told to look at the ground and has to wear a nappy. But um, yeah. Whereas when she's after eating the meat and she knows that that's what she craves, she gets more rigid. Her shoulders go up. Her hair gets tied back. She looks as a, like a, a more fierce, more confident character. Um, yeah. Which I think is great. I think it's a little touch that it's just telling a lot without having to. Sh- just, it's showing showing a lot, not telling the audience. Show don't tell. Um, yeah, and but that, that's that's huge for me uh, because I I kind of like there, there's so many examples that I won't be able to name off the top of my head, but I know it's a thing where so many character, so many movies and TV shows try to display character development through. I don't know, a new haircut, wardrobe, saying cool... I, I, literally, I, I'm so, I can't believe I'm talking about the podcast on Raw and the only thing coming to mind is Spider-Man 3 where Tobey Maguire... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah like the emo, emo, yeah. Like, that's... But you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a more obvious version of it. There's, there's other ones I just can't think of off the top of my head. Whereas this one is so subtle and it's so... It's like night and day comparing the two characters, but gradually the movie changed it and I think posture like you mentioned is such a huge thing in it because it can drastically change how a character presents themselves and the sort of attitudes a character has and I think uh, the actress who plays Justine uh, go- oh my god Gar- Garance Marilla Marilla did Garance I Marilla yeah yeah Gar- Garance Marillier, sorry there, there we go um, sorry, I who, I, you who might have said it and I just... wonderfully is was 15 at the time of shooting and is only fuck yeah, off. is is a, is a, is a masterful performance for how young she is. Yeah, she's You're o- joking. Yeah, she's only 22 now in the present day. So this would have been 2016. So she would have been 17. Yeah, 17, 17 16. She would have been 16 uh, when shooting, okay. which is a little bit weird when you watch it again because you're like, okay, you see certain bits of her and you see like times, thing like that. So like she is, she is nude in the film. Um, maybe they had different laws in France or Belgium. I don't know. Yeah, so she's 17. Oh my... F- so, so yeah, so she was born... I have this here. She was born in 1988. So if they shot this in 2015, she would have been 17. Mm. Fucking hell. That's inc- that's crazy. She is great in this. She's phenomenal. phenomenal yeah, this. ridiculous. Uh, oh my God. Like, I hope she's done more things. Um, this is only the sad part funnily, of Funnily, I saw that she was like, oh, I'm going to college next year. And then hopefully I'll get onto more projects when I finish college. Oh, that's <laughs> fair. That's, yeah. that's not the worst thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, she's in... Is this the movie? Uh, hold on, this is great for uh, uh, an audio format. Oh, it's not the one I thought. Never mind. I don't know. She was in a movie called Pompeii, and for some reason, I not the Kit Harrington Pompeii. Pompeii. I don't think no. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I what I was so. worried about. I saw Pompeii, and I was like, oh no, how do you go from from raw to Pompeii? Um, okay, you know, cool, we're good. Um, no, she's great now, and yeah, there's this like you said, she is nude in it, but it's not like in a lewd sense. It is kind of like to go back to like the, the scene where she's like you know. I think it's like full nudity, if I can recall. Is it when she tries to seduce Adrian? Is it? Um. Well, like throughout the film, like it, it just before that is when she starts to really feel her withdrawal symptoms from not eating any like human meat. So under in under the bed sheet, um, I think that's the that scene was, that, that, was, that 
it's brilliant like it doesn't make any it's it, it's a completely thematic and like film scene yeah. like like there's the light makes no sense like why is that where's that light coming from why is it so bright <laughs> but um and what's punching her but um it's a great scene to see what's in, within the mind of her it reminded me of like a play as in if that's you would yeah like, it's the yeah. same sort of like if you were to see a character underneath a sheet that would be that um but i can understand like i don't know i've i've i've, I've never gone through withdrawal symptoms but like yeah. I, I imagine it's fucking horrendous um look you can have withdrawal symptoms when spurs are on a bad run um, i think that's the closest i've come to it but it's uh it's the case of like what you call it um yeah like you, you like you just imagine like it's fucking awful and i think this did a good job of real of like demonstrating and conveying the just sheer discomfort and pain and like terror that she's in because of because of this yeah so after that then she kind of that's when she kind of goes into the room and kind of sees if adrian's there to which he's not he's at a, a party down the hall where she's like splashed with the blue paint um, another hazing ritual, and then oh, she's mixed with the yes. yellow man who's in yellow paint, and she's told, "Don't come it's out until a, you're both it's... green." It's such a <laughs> lovely like visual was... <laughs> thing, um, and that's when we kind of see Justine is slowly becoming more of a sexually empowered character, um, to, to the point where she bites your man's lip, and <laughs> because um, she still yeah. has that craving in him, um, Adrian protects her then brings her back showers and knows like oh you're just probably like really like horny for a better say so the word um and she's like no 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 no, no, i'm not and then she just comes out and like realizes that's absolutely what it is to to which we get probably one of the strangest sex scenes i've seen in a film um, clearly, clearly you've never seen the animated movie Sausage Party but anyway I have seen Sausage Party actually yeah <laughs> that would be up there too I think um, weirdly enough Raw Sausage Party is uh, are the two films that have yeah um, uh, what else maybe Team America <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm thinking of these Puppets way too quickly animated. I'm gonna stop <laughs> yeah you're kind of showing your true colours there um <laughs> Yeah, like puppets, blue and, uh, blue and, uh, like blue and yellow mixed together, and a raw independent uh, independent horror film that a cannibal are just top the yeah. top tier three <laughs> films. Um, but yeah, Adrian kind of obliges and says Adrian's very like sexually in touch as well, which is like uh, I think is just, like really great and like is not a thing that's dwelled upon. It's just like he's very empowered of who he is and knows who he is and knows what he wants and it's not dwelled on enough because it doesn't need to be and so he's just like i will <laughs> dick you down because you need it <laughs> like that's like, kind of like what he's like <laughs> yeah um yeah like and it's, it's great because he's not like he's not he's, he's not like a gay character that's introduced for the sake of it he's very much in it to kind of show that there is no sexual tension between or sexual sort of interest between him and and Justine, and it's, it's a great point you mentioned earlier about like how like the other movies would kind of do that. But it's this movie did a great job of although that sex scene may appear like it's you know Down to her, it's predictable. Yeah, because yeah. but it, it's very much that she's just attracted to his body in the you know delicious sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Because I mean, Decorno mentioned that herself. She was like, she made. Adrian Gay to make him an objective point into the movie because if he was straight we would know that they would end up going to have sex with each other that was just going to predictably yeah, happen absolutely where if, yeah, yeah. If, if he's if he's gay then she he doesn't share a sexual look at her so they're therefore the audience therefore doesn't have a sexual look at her as well which is just brilliant as in like it's just it's a brilliant use of gr- uh, film grammar and like it's 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 it, it, I, it's it, it, it's mind-blowing in my opinion that's how many stutters it, 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 it classifies yeah um, but um yeah so they bang but she's like animalistic trying to bite him trying to like flip him around like scrape him and stuff like that and he's like i i got a bargain it's <laughs> like more than i bargained for here and then yeah eventually she kind of like systems herself with biting into her hand and bleeding which is another great poster uh, uh image um, and i to be honest where i maybe and this is kind of on me as well like because how these movies it's literally what like if i was the hollywood director i'd be like yeah this is this is the way this scene's gonna end which is what i thought was gonna end but i'm glad the movie didn't do it i was like oh she's gonna bite his dick off or something like oh i just yeah, i was so worried yeah, like that's where yeah. it was gonna go but i'm glad it didn't yeah, it that could e- like it, it easily be done, like, like or even just kill him there. Like he could easily have just died there. Yeah, like, it, like, yeah I true. think worse films and worse directors would have done that. Um, but yeah, no. That and then later on, then they we kind of see that Justine's a little bit annoyed at Adrian because he's kind of sh- sugaring her off. 
but it's because she was so fucking weird and like she, she thinks it's because they had sex where he was just like no you're just fucking weird and also i didn't i didn't come out i didn't come out of the closet to to have sex with girls i, I know i want to have sex with men so then they kind of have a, a, a dispute um which leads to justine eventually kind of giving in to that id feeling really that like just yeah complete raw for again pun but uh, like that <laughs> uh, raw emotion like raw instinct to just go out on a party get absolutely fucking wasted and and it even like it's a great reflection of the first party scene which shows yes. her going around being like oh absolutely. shit there's people kissing there or there's a few bums in my way there and she looks very uncomfortable and very like a, a deer caught in headlights where now yeah. she's like drinking glasses of vodka kissing whoever kisses the boyfriend gets pushed by the girlfriend and then immediately goes in to kiss the girlfriend it's just like <laughs> badass fucking big dick energy like, it's so cool who is this character yeah like, you just think like what what has happened yeah when i saw that big glass of vodka i was like oh oh you're not gonna you're not gonna have a good morning tomorrow i was just like your throat is gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to eat any humans with that throat um yeah, and again, like she meets Alex in this very similar way, but now because they've had so much conflict and have a lot of differences from the first party, um, she kind of tricks her in film and gets her filmed like biting at a morgue corpse and kind of acting yeah. like a raw animal. Which it, the 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 image of her like crawling on the ground, like like and like her eyes are like basically black, really, like, yeah, and like her yeah. bags and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty disturbing thing. And then they get, she gets pissed off with that. And I think even this. Can I? Can I just cut it? No, sorry. I just, I just want to ask. Like, I thought that, like, again, maybe it goes back to the spitefulness of the sister. But like, this was another scene where I was just like, I had to ch- tra- trace back my notes and be like, what did, did Justine do something to Alexia for her to do this? Like, because it's so such a public display of like humiliation. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so bad. Like, this is the height of it. Do you know what I mean? Like to kind of nearly semi like to pretty much nearly expose her cannibalistic instincts in this in this like nature i thought yeah. I was like, oh well like that was so far that was too far i think I, mean? like, I, I i think it's just the i think it's uh, alex is just she killed these two people in the car just didn't want anything to do with it and alex knows that this is what's eventually going to happen she's going to need to eat like this like that's what's going to ha- need to happen uh, and okay, i think it's yeah, her yeah. basically telling the world that she has this craving to show Justine in a singular sense that she has this craving. Like, as in, like, yeah, to basically yeah, get it no, through good. to her, she needs yeah, to do no, this and humiliate this way. It doesn't work because Justine gets pissed off <laughs> and basically runs through the, the the quad, I assume is what they call it. Quad, yeah. um, <laughs> um, and they fight um, with Justine getting bit on the cheek and, like, people are like, fucking like weird out they're like oh sweet a fight and then they see like what's going on they're just fucking biting yeah. each other like dogs they're like oh okay maybe not um eventually because there is that great scene where like they're both being held back like literal dogs yeah and, and like they're wrapped around the, the nose neck, like a leash but it was still great to see though it was just yeah i think i think if the whole film hadn't been really grounded in the sense of some yeah. reality like maybe not, not yeah. like not I would not consider it a hyper reality, but like uh, a base level of reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. That scene works. I think if, if it went your route, not your route, but like you, you were saying that like if the dick got bit off or like, yeah, like she was killing people left Rachel. and right. That scene would have been like, that's trash. Like that just made it way worse. But because it's yeah. being quite grounded, then being held back like that really makes sense. And then yeah. they then end that fight with them. Like basically, being looked at really strangely by everyone where they're kind of like sucking yeah. blood from each other and it's almost yeah. I, from what i got from that is that they're kind of have a symbiotic symbiotic relationship as they're kind of like feeding yeah. off one another and kind of have they kind of need one another really to survive in this like landscape and then they kind of make up for that yeah because it's it's kind of funny because like it's 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 weird because um like like Justine, it was so strange that Justine thought she'd come out of this unscathed. Because when you think about it, she's been there an entire year and she's getting away with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I imagine maybe it's a sense of cockiness that she's feeling. like obviously she's crashing multiple cars and getting away with it. That it's strange that she can get away with it. Um thinks she can. But like you see how how much Justine struggles did I say Alexa? I meant say Alexa yeah. uh, thinks she yeah. can get away with it. And Justine yeah. and Justine then um is um st- like struggling so much and it's 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 great like even that scene, like she kind of knew she was done for when that video got leaked, 
uh, of her like that, that like it was a cell ca- like hmm. cell phone what am I American quad cell, cell phone? phone the fucking phone yeah I know <laughs> uh, the, the, the phone footage of her like uh, you know literally on her hands and knees crawling and stuff like that but it was funny because everyone's off with her the next day and nobody and she doesn't know why and then she realizes what she did and it kind of it vaguely reminded me of all the mornings i had ever gotten up after a night out being like jay's happily <laughs> last night <laughs> when you think of like the when you see the receipt from mcdonald's and a chipper uh but this just took it to a whole, whole new college level experience um, yeah, and so the McDonald's yeah and, more and like that's works, really <laughs> Yeah, more, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, not again. I can't believe it. With garlic dip as well? <laughs> Come on, Gary. Look after yourself. Um, no, but like, it's, yeah. And like, this is where it kind of like, this is where the the, the the movie takes, yeah, this is where it all kind of just rounds out in a way that's, because you don't, like, what's great, I just kind of, I know, keep talking, um, is after, <laughs> after that, after that finger scene, the Brazilian wax scene, you have no idea where this movie's going. You have no idea how it's ending. And literally, like, there's so like, then you see the whole uh, revelation with her and Adrian having sex, and you're like, where the fuck is that gonna go? Then there's the conflict. Then there's the whole uh, her getting drunk scene. You have no idea where that's going. Then there's conflict with her and Justine. You're like, are they gonna be friends? How's that gonna go? And then this next scene that comes up, I think chronologically is the next scene. Uh, I think it's the one of them uh, where Justine wakes up on the bed, and you're just like, you yeah. just don't see this coming. Yeah. Like, it does a great job of just not knowing how any. Anyway, yeah, it, any which it, way the movie's going? It, yeah, it really doesn't. It 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 rides the line up perfectly, setting you up for what's going to happen, but not really telling. As in, like it, you can't predict what's going on, but there are enough breadcrumbs throughout the film that are going. This is pretty much where you we we are going. As in, there's so many setups and payoffs throughout the film, and um, that's why the film I think works so well. And um, but. Yeah. Just to really like a little bit, the person who shows her yeah, the video is Adrian, and like it shows that he still cares about her regardless of how like their differences are, and again that kind of like, um, it kind of backs up that we're Adrian. We're seeing the film kind of through Adrian's eyes. We're though we're Justine's in every scene, and we're with her the entire film. Adrian is the point, yeah. and like the point of morality and the point of empathy that we are, um, for Justine. Um, so that's when we wait when 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 they go back to the room they kind of clean up uh, Justine lets Alex stay in her room um, and she takes the key out of the door and like thinks about locking her in to the door for the night yeah almost like an animal like in a cage and like she's like should I do that yeah um, and doesn't um, eventually goes to sleep with Adrian not like sexually just sleep no, in his just, room yeah and and then wakes up which is another bit which i on even on the second watch i actually still don't get it it's when the the students are walking around the college with the song playing i don't particularly understand what's going on there i don't get the point of all the students i i i liked it so i I, well i don't know i like where i kind of what i took from it was um they had mentioned at the beginning of the hazing period like you said it takes it it, it oh yes yes of course and they and then this was it like they said oh it's all over when you hear this noise and they do an air horn three times. So it's like morning has come. There's been the whole conflict. Conflict. Everyone looks as if they're getting on now. You hear the horn. You're like, oh, it's all over. And literally people walking on the quad and they're like, oh, a new day has come. And it's all you're, And it's just, it's tricking you again. You don't know where the movie's going yet. And you're, well, you just, you just don't know what's happening next. And you're kind of like, oh, this is all nice. It's all lovely. Everyone's getting on great. Um, the, the hazing is over and then like a bit of me was thinking because I wasn't too sure the movie was going yet maybe the hazing only happens for like maybe the cannibalistic instincts are only happened for like a week so once the bet once like the week is over she doesn't have those you know tendencies anymore that's where I was still kind of going with the movie mm. um, and then you think it's a happy ending and it's uh, it's not nope no basically she goes to like kind of cuddle in with Adrian I suppose and feel he's kind of like wet down the bottom and then like on for, and it's, it's, it's the closest the film gets to a jump scare, I think. <laughs> and, yeah. and like rips the sheet off and you see uh, Adrian's leg, as we said before, it's just like being eaten at. Um, and, yeah. and she kind of gets annoyed at like, why didn't she, she thinks she did it. And she like looks at her mouth in the mirror yeah. and thinks that, and then like, why didn't Adrian stop her? I saw a theory that it was Justine and Alex is protecting uh, Justine by making her think it looked like her. That's the biggest horseshit theory I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> oh wait, no. Pieces. So Justine, Justine killed. You think the theory mentions that Justine, Justine killed, killed Adrian, Adrian and Alex sets but, herself up? 
oh no that's nonsense <laughs> yeah absolute nonsense um there's very few opinions in film that i would not give light to but some of them are just wrong <laughs> and that one is but one no of them. like like look it's possible i just think maybe it, it kind of it wouldn't make any sense at all <laughs> yeah so therefore <laughs> um, yeah i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying i don't understand the basis of it and thinks the movie sets it up in a different way <laughs> but like that's just your opinion man and <laughs> um, no we find that alex is like rested up against the fridge after like impaling adrian with the the... With, with 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 funny enough with the ski pole well, this is what I loved as well start, with yeah. the ski pole that was at the very start that he used to defend himself uh, which I thought because when the hazers kind of come through the they, they kind of it's awful stuff in the sense I was like Jesus I just want a good night's sleep uh, but like <laughs> yeah. they come through they wake up everyone in the dorms they throw their mattresses out the windows they ransack the room they drag everyone into the hall and bring them up to this rave but when when they break into the room first uh, into Adrian and Justine's room uh, he has this ski pole and he's using it to, def- to, to to fight them off I think I just remember being in that scene and I think it was yeah, him trying no, to defend yeah. himself Yeah. Uh, just, but to know that the yeah. item that he grabbed to defend himself from like an attack is literally the item that, kills that him. killed him. I just <laughs> thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we find, and then like with the the shot of like Justine picking it up and going to Alex, and really, I think genuinely just thinks I'm just going to kill you now and stop this. As in like, yeah. Um, but doesn't. It's literally up, like, it's like, it's like, like nearly like deciding that whether or not to put a dog down nearly yeah like, and like uh, which is interesting because you know? a dog and the talk about a dog tasting blood and if they like it they they could continue to do it until they're put down is spoken about with justine's dad oh, as yes. he, that's even said yes. so um yeah but decides against it and decides to just clean her up and eventually alex goes to prison um for the murder and justine's brought home then from veterinary school um and we see that there's still kind of a relationship between Alex and Justine through the glass of the prison, but um, I think they both kind of accept that that was the right thing to do. Um, and, like, at least she didn't, she wasn't, like, it's only jail, like, but God knows what she's going to get up to in jail if she doesn't get human oh meat God, there as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fuck, that's, a, oh, jeez, that's an interesting, actually, thing I didn't think about. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um, to which we get to the point, which the first time I watched this movie, fucking blew my socks off. Um and it's the talk with the dad and the mom where the mom basically says, I'll eat all your vegetables. And like, it's very cold and like stern and like a bit of a bitch really barely in the movie, but everything, every scene she is in, she's not nice. <laughs> and yeah. And she leaves. And then the dad's like, don't take it too personally. Like your mom was like, this wasn't your fault. Um, to which she tells a story about when they were in veterinary school and, though the mom was a loner. Which is also weird. Yeah. In my well, they, opinion. They did set how... it up. It was set up. I, uh... I, I know, but I just think it's weird that a mom, a dad, and, and two daughters all go to the same school to do the same course. I was like, that's just a the bit family calling. <laughs> I just think it's a bit strange. Um, but yeah, the dad basically Sorry. goes through how when the 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 mom was like basically a loner and kind of on her own, and he couldn't really understand why um, she didn't want to get with him and stuff like that. And then he kind of like grazes his lip, which we've already seen scarred and kind of like thing. And it's like, then yeah. I realize, and you're like, what? Yeah. Oh fuck. The mom is like yeah. that as well. Yeah. And then just like the finger scene has that kind of finger picking guitar kind of like going on. And then the dad starts to un like unbutton his shirt and takes and like kind of unveils his chest, which is like just ruined in terms of scarring and lumps yeah. missing out of it. And we figure out that, like, that's how they solve the mother's issue is that she would basically just eat parts of the dad when she needed to, and like, which is fucked. And then she's, yeah. and like, weirdly, the film ends up on a kind of an optimistic note, optimistic note, though that scene kind of disturbs. He's like, don't worry, honey, I think, or darling, you'll figure out a solution yourself. Yeah. And then just ends. And it's just like raw and the big red letters come up and like yeah. it just leaves you in that moment. It doesn't wrap up really anything. Like you don't need to solve her issue. Like it's kind of a condition she's gonna have for life. But yeah. I fucking was Yeah. No, I I dropping that, that the first time. Because yeah. I didn't notice the lip at all. I, I completely fucking missed that. Uh, yeah, the second yeah, time it's like too busy, you're like too busy reading the subtitles. Yeah, and then when I literally, and then like I saw his lip, and I was like, "Holy shit, no, they're not." And then he does a very obvious thing where he like scratches his lip, and I was like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna do it." <laughs> uh, and then when you see the chest, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's smart. I like it, but that and then like I like 
the, yeah, the, it, it wasn't. It wasn't where I'm just like I can understand why the mother's so protective over them not eating meat in case they have the same tendencies. Uh, and you kind of get an idea that like the parents don't talk to the the other daughter uh, Alexia that much, so maybe she's hiding it from them. And Joe, like even the fact that she knew the mm. sister was like, I thought you were a vegetarian. So obviously the the mom didn't know that the kids would have it probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting to think. Um, did they know about Alexia or not? before sending Justine to the school. Questions go unanswered, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Actually, okay, yeah. So this is another thing. This is another thing. I couldn't really find it too much. I didn't, to be honest. I did and I didn't look. I looked to the extent and I couldn't find it easily accessible on Wikipedia and IMDb and like the first link I clicked. Um, Which is, do you know if the animals in this were real? Judging by the budget, I would say yes. Like, that's fucked in my opinion. The, like, well, I mean, the bit with the horse and they're like putting it under sedation, that happens any, all the time. They probably just filmed it. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't, ah, uh, there's something about this. I was like, this looks far too real. And then I was like, oh, it's probably real. And I was just thinking to myself, I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. A small part of me, there's the, the, the bit with the horse on the treadmill running and it was like a side on yeah. shot. Part of me really hopes that that was an allusion to like the first ever thing to be filmed, which ah, was the horse galloping. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, oh, please. And I couldn't find anything on it. Um, if it is, it's brilliant. If not, yeah. it's still brilliant because yeah. it made me think of it. So that's fine. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with some of the other animals, like the dog being cut up and stuff like that, I yeah. hope that's obviously prosthetics and stuff like that. It was really um, convincing, though. Like, it did a really good job. Like, that's. That's a great moment because that's like just showing how like that's right after she's eaten the thing or the thing. Yeah. So she's kind of like badass at that moment. So she's yeah. just like, no worries, fucking slit yeah. this thing <laughs> open. Um, and even, see, even seen Adrian being a bit like, holy fuck, she's going right for that. Like, um, yeah. But the, the, and then the like, last, oh the last animal thing, like obviously there's weird shit with sheep at the beginning. Um, but the, the, the one where I'm like, surely not. It's the one where Alexia has her whole arm up a cow's arse. Like that looked. That real. looked super real, didn't it? I think so. I think, I think that the was real. shit looked too real. I think yeah. all of that was real, which means they got an actress. And I could have swore I saw something. I, like one of the articles I saw, where it's like, um, it was like I the only for the casting I asked if she, she was if I was okay if I could stick my hand up a cow's ass or something like that. But I'm like, there's no like that was it either a fantastic prop or that actor literally <laughs> stuck her whole arm up a cow's ass to perform shit extraction and i'm just like i say it must have been fuck real. like that's it's that's fucking mental <laughs> yeah like yeah, that's it's, bad it's shit. pretty fucking metal yeah that's pretty cool in my opinion um i mean if you have a small budget it's, it's a kind of shitty yeah is it, is it cheaper? i mean it was is written it... into the script as well like was that yeah. in the script where it's like if alex had a hand up a cow's arse when Justine enters <laughs> like that's like the line in the script yeah. I, I I think they, they I can't see them paying for a prop for that uh, a chance yeah which, uh, which which means this okay this is gonna be which means they would have had to pay for a cow and then to have waited for there to be shit to extract or there's always shit, shit there was, I say yeah maybe there is four stomachs mm. I don't know I just that was to me I was like Wow. Like, I don't know if it took me out of the movie. It took me out of the movie because of how real it was. Do it must I mean? have been real. Yeah. I think it looked too real not to be. Yeah. For the, um, yeah. I guess they said again, the budget, it was only like three yeah, million. That's true. So. Um, and then the only other, and then, they, well, like, obviously, obviously fake, but it was just like, how do they do it? You know, the raw chicken. Um, it says here that it was actually sugar and that the only thing that disgusted her about having to eat it was that, like, she just can't eat candy anymore. Like it didn't look like chicken. Yeah. So she didn't put it there. Apparently it was just so fucking sweet. She's just, she's like off sugary things. Imagine, these days. Like what that's made of. Yeah. yeah. So you just know. know exactly what the texture that was as well. Like it was, ugh. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, and then another kind of interesting thing. I just, I'm just kind of like, I'm, I've reached the end of my notes where I just have random facts that I haven't been able to put into, the, <laughs> put into the pod. Uh, another one is it is Hideo, uh, Hideo Kojima's favorite films of 2018. I don't know why it says 2018. Which means he saw the film two years later. Yep. So it was <laughs> yeah. his favourite film yeah. of two years later. That's how much of an impact it had on him. I mean, he was knee-deep in pre-production for Death Stranding at that point, <laughs> so he must have been... Yeah, he must have been looking been up some weird shit. Plus, I'm probably, like, probably waiting for the Japanese dub as well for a French <laughs> independent oh film. Oh, my takes a God, while that is a fantastic point. Yeah, jeez, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. But one of my, one of my like, little favourite things that's done about this film on YouTube is there's like a talk 
done in America. I think it was like some, I, I can't remember what talk it is about. It was like a, a Q&A after they seen the film. And the mediators was asking questions into Corno, who's very well read, like gives mind-bending answers oh, <laughs> to certain things. Um, but as she's talking, like an audience member is like, oh, you don't know what your film's about. You don't know what you're talking about. What the fuck? And stuff like that. And then the corner was like, uh, can I finish what I'm saying about? It's like, can I finish what I'm talking about? Um, and then you just keep hearing this audience member who's getting, getting shushed. The fuck? By like the audience. And then the corner was just like, I mean, it looks like you had a very good reaction to the film. As in like, it looks like you actually reacted to the film negatively, maybe, but at least you had a reaction, which yeah. is better than you just sitting there not giving a shit. So yeah. at least that's something. And if there's not been a phrase that has just like, I think that's what every film should basically be striving for nowadays is that at least evoke a reaction in your audience. Don't just have it like wash over them as a passable movie. Like, yeah. in like even yourself as, as well, like you may not watch this movie again. You may not even recommend it to someone, but it made you fucking squirm and think yeah. about stuff. <laughs> like it made you like, re- like react. So that's the best thing I can say about the film is that nearly everyone who watches this will have some reaction to it. And bad or good, it's it's better than fucking watching The Magnificent Seven. Or something <laughs> like, that. like it's better than that. <laughs> uh, just the reason why I find that so funny is that I literally fell asleep during that movie when I went to go see it. <laughs> um, no, but that's that's that is so true, so true. And like, yeah, and that's I was gonna I was gonna say that I was gonna say yeah, it fucking like. Um, is this an episode of the podcast I recommend people listen to? Yes, because I want people to watch the movie. Will I think like people go and watch the movie? I hope. Will I recommend the movie to people? It's hard to say. It's going to be hard to, for, for me to like go and watch it. Like go and be like, oh my God, you need to see this. It's so difficult. But like, I'm so glad that I was able, like I was able to have something like this like podcasts where you could be like oh watch this and we'll talk about it because i was just like sure why not i have to like it's it's what daniel has like said he wanted to want to do a podcast on and i'm gonna watch it and i and, and like it's that point where i could just if you'd recommended it to me and i watched and i got to like maybe the, the finger see i was like fuck this i'm not watching this anymore but like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i don't know how i would have reacted but um my god yeah no it did have such a reaction and i'm, I'm honestly like I am so fucking glad you picked it. I'm so glad I've seen it. And most importantly, I'm so glad that you've taken the time to come onto this podcast and chat about it. So thank you again very much, Daniel. Oh, you're very welcome. Do it anytime. I'll bring, I'll try and outdo myself now. Oh, with Jesus. This. Oh, I'm scared. No, that's, that, that, that does actually strike a bit of fear into me now to know that you <laughs> have, you have the film knowledge to be able to possess an option that like one ups this movie, which is quite scary. <laughs> Easily done. Oh, no. This is tame shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay. Well, again, Daniel, I, I, think, I think I think it being in French is maybe the most inaccessible part of the <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, look, Daniel, again, thanks to you. Thanks to anyone who's listened to this or any of the other episodes. Uh, if you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reading in the Peers on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, sure, tell a friend. Uh, and get them to watch Raw and see how it goes. Um, So again, thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed. Goodbye.